Hello and welcome to Disruptive Intent. It's Kevin Sanders here and today we'll be sitting with Nick Witchman. I sit down and chat to him, find out what makes him funny, what makes him money and we get into a few controversial topics about creators and the longevity of creating, having a life on social media platforms and the whole creative lifestyle. But without further ado, let's get into the interview. Ladies and gentlemen, Nick Witchman. Great, great. Okay, cool. Okay, right. So um, let's start with the podcast. Uh, said I, um, yeah, we. It's I think it's episode number six now, and um, I've just what thought. Okay, I'm my whole goal with the whole podcast is to interview people that I find interesting, people that I meet online, people that I interact with on a day to day basis, and people that inspire me. And then, like I said, like I said, you find out what makes them funny and what makes them money. <laughs> so. Yeah, the stage is yours. Elevator pitch. Who is Nick? Uh, okay. Well, I think this is actually episode seven. I was just listening seven. to your episodes. Oh, cool. <laughs> uh, but I guess, uh, yeah, I'm. my name's Nick, and I'm from Portland, Oregon in the U.S. Um, I'm a creative director that owns my own uh, small shop out here. Kind of. I mean, we're we're working our best to to make work, and um, I don't know. My background is in advertising, and a couple years ago, me and a partner decided to leave that world of like art direction in the ad world and start our own thing. And um, because the the industry is just kind of sad and dying, and a lot of money but no heart, and we hated that. So we kind of we started our own little shop called Factura and started working with Nike and some local brands and doing some really cool work. Um, and as a lot of people know, running your own cr- small creative boutique agency is uh, not easy or or fun sometimes because there's yeah. so many things that are not creative that you have to deal with. Awesome, um, yeah. So. So I kind of got into doing video and photography on my own outside and just to like enjoy my life more. And through that, I kind of, I don't know, I found that like you can do, anybody can do anything they want and they should. And so uh, I've kind of been trying to start this movement of just creation and community where we can uh, have a lot of people doing whatever they want and a community to kind of share your progress with. And as people grow and learn, um, everyone can validate their hard work together and kind of, uh, you know, build up this little circle of, of positive creators. No, that's pretty yeah. cool. So like I said, and um, did you did you start off? Um, which started first? Did uh, Factura um, did, did that start off, or did your Instagram and you and, and and YouTube channel start off first? Which one? Which one did you start it off at? Uh, I, Instagram. I mean, we've all been on Instagram for a while, and I mm-hmm. think that I started taking it a little bit more seriously once I left my advertising job okay. uh, because I wanted to kind of embrace the part of videography and photography that I hadn't been enjoying for a long time. Cause it, mm-hmm. you know, at an eight, at a big ad agency, you hire people to do the work and then you just yeah. design what it's supposed to be. Uh, and I That's didn't it. like that. I wanted to do everything. So mm-hmm. my Instagram kind of was the, the Kickstarter for me to find myself in video and photography. And I, yeah. I, I did a YouTube video about, mm-hmm. um, 
500 days of Instagram stories because mm, every I day I that, posted yeah. a story. And I, the reason I did that is not because I was like compelled to make it big or anything. The reason is to, because if you're, if you're making stories every day, if you're doing something, yeah. shooting video or photos, editing them and sharing them, you will grow. There's the, you can't, there's no way you're going to be stagnant. You know, mm, it's just a challenge every day. So that, that kind of was in parallel, that big effort was mm. in parallel to to our small agency that we started yeah because like i said that's one of the big reasons why i follow you is your stories like i said i find it highly interesting that uh, your your instagram stories because i'm i'm I, I tried with my youtube channel to get it up and running and do the whole vlogging thing and i just couldn't get find my groove i just didn't like it but now i've actually found myself um like i said i my main focus is photography i'm just an action sports adventure photographer and now this weekend i took my gopro and um actually started shooting horizontal with it just flipped it on the side and so okay cool i'm gonna try and do instagram stories we ended up making a youtube video at the end but uh or shooting just normal horizontal horizontal video and um just made but like I said your stories inspire me to up my production level if i can put it like that on on my stories and not just random like a hey, selfie videos the whole time and add a little bit because yours still feels raw but it, it's got that polish onto it like should you add the sound effects and it's got the transitions and it's got your logo on which is very cool so like I said, that's one of the parts that i think cool that's why i enjoy watching your stories because it's it's awesome. inspiring you know hmm. Yeah. And I think that that's, there's a, a lot like one of my, in, one of my most inspirational people that I look kind of looked up to in their production was Jesse Driftwood, who oh, yeah. he was yes. doing edited stories and his were really incredible. Mm. Um, but I, and YouTube is incredible. Everything's incredible if you make it incredible because all of them are so kind of pseudo social media networks. Yeah, and so, so yeah. The, the purpose of all of them is community. If you're doing it just mm. for popularity, then you're missing the point. And exactly. What I like about like people like us, like your work is incredible. Mm. Your shots are so sure. dope. Thanks, and, man. <laughs> uh, I couldn't do that, and mm. I can't. I almost can't do what Jesse Driftwood does, but. Well, what I can do is be myself. That's the only thing that no one else exactly. can do. And yeah. and so what I like about the way or what I like about kind of making my stories my way is it's it's not fluff. Like I'm not yeah. trying to just show B-roll of mm. signposts or something exactly. boring. Yeah. It's not just mm. showing off like gear porn or something. Yeah, I want yeah, to yeah. I want to show people what what hustle really looks like sometimes and how exactly it kind of tears you down emotionally <laughs> and mm. and if you can fight through that and make instagram stories through the 18 hour day of mm. sitting in front of a computer editing or writing or whatever it's like that's that's real life and then the the getting to see the i don't know the benefits from that and and like you hustle hard and you you make money like you said it's like yeah I don't know, like the Peter McKinnons and the uh, all, a lot of the YouTube influencers right now that are really big. Mm. They're they're big because of their personality, which is fine, yeah. and and they shoot really well. Mm. But they're not really helping me. They're, it's yeah. it's barely entertainment, kind of infotainment. Yeah. But and I love them all. But it's like let's talk about making some money because true. 
right? It's like we're all here to like yeah. have fun and make money. <laughs> exactly. No, like I said, um, I, you said uh, exactly hit it on a nail with with Peter McKinnon because my girlfriend enjoys his videos, but she's not that into into videography, photography, or anything else. She just likes him as a character, and that's I think that's where it's getting to. It's um, you looking for. Uh, we've got a South African guy, Dan Mace. I don't know if you know him. Yeah, I love him. Um, he, yeah, he See, he's got Jason. some heart. He's got some yes. soul, man. That's what I like about him. Yeah, so so he's like I said, but it was same with them. Like I said, he she likes their videos, not for their their insight and their gear and stuff, but the, the characters. Um, I think that it's getting for for us, it's getting to a stage where, um, well, we've got a smart TV with the YouTube app, so we double between going onto Netflix and watching something there or watching an episode on 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 uh, on YouTube. We it's like I, I saw now Peter released a new video, so I'm excited to go now and get onto the TV and watch his video because it's. It feels like back in the day when sitcoms released episodes, it kind of has the same feel for for, for me now. And um, I think you hit it on the nail about uh, people being more entertained than actually learning stuff to a certain way. Because at the, at the start, I think I started following Peter when he had still had 60,000 subs or, and it was on uh, Adobe Premiere tutorial that he did. And now mm-hmm. he's moving more to the entertainment side and now and then he's throwing in a little bit of, a little bit of info and stuff on, on there. So he's becoming a, a character in a movie or a character in a season more than a, than an actual... And I think everyone has that it's like Said, as soon as they they start reaching that popularity level where they start making a lot of money on on YouTube and ad revenue and getting all these deals, they kind of move away from those tutorials and yeah. Yeah, and I, I, uh, it's interesting because I don't know if, yeah, I I do love Peter McKinnon. His he is a charismatic, crazy yes, dude. But but I I'm curious what his intent is. Like w- without intent. You can't keep going forever. His career, he's going to, his, his caricature of himself is going to crack someday if there's not a heartfelt purpose to what he's doing. Mm -hmm. And that kind of happens with everybody. Even like what I love about uh, Casey Neistat, who's of course is like the most famous vlogger of all time. Yeah, the IG. (laughs) Totally. But what I love about him is that he wasn't doing stuff for the viewer. He's doing his thing and the viewer gets to watch. True. And like he's so busy and and like that that level of mad lifestyle doing yeah. that type of shit is so that's what I that's more fun to watch than somebody performing their their character for I me. See, yeah. mm-hmm. You know, Casey doesn't Makes care. He, he, yeah, he's no, like I'm he, yeah, he's like I'm shooting my thing with my brother and yeah. here we are and we're going to do something kind of crazy and mm-hmm. maybe illegal and <laughs> yeah. and we're going to film it and you're gonna and if you want to watch it do you know i just yeah. i love that that he's doing it for for him not for yeah. not you know dolling himself up for the camera and being exactly. funny for no yeah. good reason because um i think gary um i don't know if you know gary vaynerchuk gary v on yeah, gary, he, gary he made a good point where um what i also actually started following more is instead of um creating more documenting because we all in this process because if you have no goal like i said you you're busy creating your company and working and doing the hustle every day you documenting those things you're not setting up a stage and putting up this and this and that and acting a character that's you you do like you like tequila that's you it's not you looking for 
for some brand deal or whatever. It's it would be nice to get sponsored to get the killer. Yeah, but, it would but be. Still. But um, like I said, you you're just documenting your day, and I think that's what I'm. It sounds cliche to say, but you don't feel that your life and that is too interesting. So then I think people feel the need to prop this up because you can go on Instagram now and I'll find 50 travel vloggers that say, no, they do this and this for a living. But it's it's all it's all this character and they don't last. Um, they create this hype and then it all just fades away. And then it's it's not a lasting thing. You just, like I said, you you basically one of the guys that are that are creating this and documenting this thing and as an in purpose a goal that you work towards and you know who you are you're not trying to it's like oh oh he looks like peter mckinnon or oh he's doing jesse's this or oh he's doing casey that you're like you are nick and that's what you are and that's i think that's why that's why i told you when you said oh you reached a thousand subs i think ten thousand is not as far reach because you're being you it's you're still doing the same not topics, but things that, that you find interesting and you're putting it out there and you're saying it what you want to say, even if it's even if it's cliche, but it's what you wanted to say at the time. And I think it's authentic. And that's, that's what I saw from your YouTube channel. It's not a whole made up show that this whole drama thing. It's just you being you. Yeah, thank you. Man. And I, I think that um, when you don't when your life isn't interesting enough to film, don't film it anyways the little parts it's like find the parts of your life that you know other people would like to know like that's why i think tutorials are so valuable is because if i sit at my desk all day doing nothing get the i don't need to share that you know it's like a time lapse of 10 hours of me just clicking (laughs) at your desk but (laughs) but what is valuable is like there there are 20 year olds that want to get where i am to be a creative director and exactly. they don't know what I know, you know, like mm. going to school. Like, do you need to go to school? You could do a whole conversation about if exactly. college university is, is required to be a professional, yeah. you know, and like mm. those are the little nuggets of, of truth and knowledge that I think are really valuable to share. And as mm. Adobe tutorials are always good because there's yeah. always new who needs help. Exactly. Be, you want to be the... The, the bit of your true self that they are, they want to listen to when they're learning how to photo, yeah. you know, exactly. Like I said, all my skills, all the information, anything that I know how to do on Adobe or audition or, or Instagram, or whatever, it's all from YouTube and it's all from other creators. That's, that's that, like I said, yourself and um, except Peter, exactly. I watched this tutorial because, okay, I wanted to do this transition or this move or this fade or whatever. And you go to YouTube and you learn that you can't, I said, uh, I saw um, this one guy, um, I can't remember his name, but he had a sticker on his, on his, macbook at the back so says no diploma and i thought that was so yeah. cool because that's 90 percent of the people that's making it in this creative world now because we, we you got those set standards and yes you can go to college and learn and get all the skills and whatever but you learn so much more of just doing and um I found by um, just recording, like now this weekend, I went to a, did a photo shoot with a with a mate of mine with these FMX jumps and that, and we decided halfway, cool, let's let's make a video. And I had my, just my GoPro with me, and I said, okay, cool, I have to make this work. Like this, we we have to find ways to do it. And in that time, you experience and learn, okay, cool, this works better, that works better, and you can't get that experience in a school. You get that experience from getting thrown in the deep end and tell, okay, cool, let's do this, and you have to make it work. 
work. And the same with my photography. Um, I've never shot a professional uh, action sports event, and what I still applied, I, I sent um, sent them emails and say, "Cool, I want to be a photographer at this event. Can I get media accreditation?" And they got me there and I said okay cool now you have to kind of get everything in order so I researched what's the best lenses what's this what's this and this and I shot the event and my photos are up there and I got paid for the event and that was my first action sports event and I will, that's all came from YouTube that's not a school I didn't take a class of photography I took my camera and I ran outside and I shot a lot of shots here and learned myself ISO and all this exposure and stuff and you know, you can do it without a degree yeah. And, you know, that's I love that that happened to you because that happens to most people. You know, I like I went to college for design. Oh. It was totally it was totally great. It was fine. But universities are 15 years behind of culture. Yeah. You know, like culture. You, YouTube is 30 seconds behind culture because it takes people time to post. Yeah, yeah. Universities and learning is, is more about foundations in the history, which history you know, if you're learning about design history, history is not going to change uh, until like tomorrow. And then today will be yeah, history, but they won't be exactly. able to track that, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's fine. But um, I did a video about this that's called Fake It Till You Make It. And Gary Vee really hates that saying. I, I hear mm-hmm. him say it all the time that fake it till you make it's bullshit. But yeah. fake it till you make it's about confidence, not about ability. And if exactly. you have the confidence and the willingness to fucking crush it and research like you did like we all did it's like Mm -hmm. that first time you have to you have to figure it out now or or you have failed and but if you can figure it out like you did then the moment those photos are done and delivered the moment you get the check you are now an action sports photographer exactly exactly you're validated it's on paper Mm -hmm. you got a check and then you have a in your book it's like nobody can deny that you did it and now you're a pro I think that's um, that's the the thing that people are lacking because they, they they don't value the networking aspect of it um, and it's all about that like I said I had a surreal experience of um, what meeting one of the um, or the guy that actually runs the monster energy Twitter page and for some yeah. reason I kept on posting my monster energy um, if I t- drink a monster energy drink or whatever I posted on Twitter, and I, I put it on Instagram, and they, they never actually see it. That page probably gets millions of hits a day. But they kept on, they retweeted my stuff. And I said, this is so cool. It's like, And I met the guy, and he says, oh, you're Kevin. You're the guy posting all those cool product shots. And I was like, holy shit. It's like, how the, it's like, and it's a random thing about just me. Hey, cool, I'm drinking Monster. Cool, background posted and done. And people start recognizing and that would have ne- and Twitter's like people think okay cool you've got 280 characters and that's it you have to put a political opinion in there and that's it but it's actually worked to reach out to brands and I've now discovered more and more that brands respond on Twitter more than they do on Instagram more than they do on Facebook because they don't there's so much information coming through on those channels they can't they can't control it so you have to yeah. find those avenues, and I think I think that's the part that a college can't teach you, or a, a university can't teach you, is that networking skills, or that sure determination of just doing it and, and reaching out and trying to build that thing. And it, you gotta also realize that everything when you're young, everything seems so big. Like, mm-hmm. like the people who shoot those like action photography, it's like, oh, they must be on the inside of this thing that takes 
15 years to get on the VIP list or whatever. But exactly. you got to remember that who that, that the, the teams running big corporate accounts on Twitter, there's there's usually one person. There's a yeah. one human. And so like exactly. mm. when you make the connection with the, the person like that lasts yeah. and they care and that, that makes exactly. their job easier. And so mm. even if they if he leaves Monster Energy, even and goes yeah. to some other thing, he'll rem- he'll remember the you, you know, because yeah, he exactly. met you. It's like you're not affecting the, the brand is a person responding to people yeah. and that uh, they seem so faceless sometimes. But you can 100%. do a, you can do a, get a lot of leverage from being buddies with the brands if you do it right on the right platform exactly and i think i think one thing because i this uh, this podcast now called disruptive intent but i also have um, that's my side hustle like i said i still have my nine to five job that i have to do every day and i've got disruptive intent that's a creative marketing uh, company so if you've got a brand or a tool or a product or whatever you want to market you come to me then i help you sell that on social media so um, I had this one guy approach me and he said, now he wants to start his brand and he wants to write a book and he wants to do this and this and this. And I said, okay, cool. You motivated. You want to do this? Let's go. Um, I made him a Facebook page and all that set up everything. And on Facebook page, on the Facebook page, you have to write a short story. It's like, what is the page about? What are you and whatever? And he struggled to fill in that little bit. I think it's like 200 characters or something like that. I said to him, yeah. dude, you need to go and find yourself because he, he looks at Casey Neistat and he looks at B. Peter McKinnon and all these guys and he says no but it's so easy I just want to document and he's got all these like you can hear the stuff that he's saying he's listened to all these influences on YouTube and he's saying the right things but he doesn't know who he him himself is and I told him dude just document your life so I said you have this journey you're doing this on this daily this and this and this just take out your phone because he says now he's he bought a shit ton of equipment he's got pelican cases with gopros and recorders and this and this and that and i told him dude you don't need all that you've got a 4k camera in your pocket right here is a 4k camera record yourself do this and this and then he's like i think that's a struggle and i think that's why i found your interest your story and your page and that interesting because it's authentic it's who you are it's what do you what like i said it you can't fake that because it's you <laughs> and people can't yeah. call you on your bullshit because it's you and i think that's a cool thing. Yeah, and I, it, it's totally true. And on uh, on YouTube, I've been getting a lot of uh, I've been getting several weird negative comments about me. Yeah. And what's what's nice is that um, if you're copying somebody and somebody calls you out, you yeah. feel bad yes. because you know you know mm-hmm. on your inside that you're like, yeah, I am kind of yeah. mimicking what they're doing. But when they're call when they're calling you out for just being who you are. It's yeah, a lot it's, less. Offen- it's a less offensive to me because mm-hmm. it's like, man, I, I have no. I'm not. You're not going to shake my foundation because my foundation yeah. is it's strong. <laughs> you yeah. know. Uh, so I I don't know. It's it's interesting mm-hmm. that that the mo- a lot of culture is looking to those influencers. Even even yeah. like Gary V does a lot of really inspiring stuff, but but yeah. when you start to par- parrot that stuff, the the, the content that he's saying without Mm -hmm. the soul behind it it is just it's just like document don't create is a perfect Mm -hmm. one people want to start documenting Mm -hmm. and that buying gear is the most common mistake Mm -hmm. that that young people or or people starting off do it's like you buy tons of gear and then you use nothing exactly entirely it's it's like Mm -hmm. heartbreaking 
Um, and you just have to have the purpose. You have to have yeah. your purpose. You, you got to exactly. point your point somewhere and go mm. that direction. Exactly. Now, because uh, people were astounded at because uh, the video I uploaded, like I said, it's not professional. It's just I shot the video with my GoPro. It's a GoPro Euro Five. And a friend of mine actually, we had the discussion, and he said to me, "No, what GoPro should he buy?" I said, "Dude, get a second-hand one that's got it's got HD and everything." And um, when I showed him this video, he says, "Yeah, see, that's why I need the best uh, best gear like you, dude." I said, "Dude, I shot this on my GoPro Euro Five. I did it with the with the grenade grip, and that's all. That's all the gear I had." And he's like, he still can't believe it. I said, "Yeah, but the quality is so good." I said, "I told you, gear is not important. It's how you tell the story and what you shoot and." That's the important part. And actually um, finding yourself and telling your story, it's, it's I think then, then you'll create a legacy instead of just creating a few views on YouTube. Because anyone can go and put a controversial title in a video and then boom, you've got a million views. But it's, it's what substance is behind it. And I think that's why um, even like the Jake Pauls and all those stuff, I don't find this stuff interesting. I can't, I, I, the beauty pie, I can't watch this stuff because it's, it feels like he's just there to entertain. And I don't know, I don't know to what end, like you said, what, what, what is Peter's end goal? Uh, what, are, what are they, what are their end goals? And I think that's the thing that people don't find out because they, they think this fame is, that's that's what they're going. I think that's why most of them are so unhappy as well. They might on camera seem very spontaneous and whatever, but they 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 scared. They should scared because they don't know where this is going. This is, they're on this train going somewhere, but where? <laughs> Where's this next stop? And, and what what is what are they going to be remembered for? Actually, mm. what what are they like? I don't know, Jake Paul. Like yeah. what? What positive or I mean or negative? I guess. Legacy is he actually leaving aside from him being YouTube? Yeah. He is YouTuber, you know. Yeah. Like, like, I don't know. And and Peter McKinnon is really positive, but yeah. again, like, what would culture say about him aside from yeah. he was on YouTube? Exactly. Uh, Gary V. Gary hmm. V's legacy is that he is telling people to do to hustle more, hustle harder. Yeah. You know, like that. Yeah. That's not just being somewhere there he is mm -hmm. promoting something definitely no i i agree with you as i said you you need to think about and i think it's also a quote of, of gary's it's like so think of your legacy because you're writing it every day it's because that's like i said um i think it's a cool thing because every time i shoot a video or something like that i think of the story um trying to think like envision a timeline and go this going here and there instead of just creating something for creating sake and i think that's why i struggle to do the instagram story style because i'm struggling to find the story behind it me going to the office at 6 a.m and working and then hating my life and then coming home and then trying to build something yeah I, I think that's a it's a cool message but i think after the fifth time i'm complaining about how shitty my day was at my day job people are going to say okay cool what is he going to do tomorrow complain and then it's there's no no, no like bite to it if i can say it like that there's no meat in the in the in the story so i think that's the big thing i'm struggling but to get off the the ranting the ranting topic and stuff, <laughs> I wanted to ask you what inspired you to do the creative stuff. So I said you you or you you even went to school. So what started that? When was that seed planted? Yeah, I don't I don't even know. My 
I was raised by uh, in a family that was really focused on music. Like okay. my parents were musicians since they nice. were really young. So I started I started drumming when I was three, uh, and sure, like my cool. parents got me lessons. So I I was like playing in bands, performing yeah. when I was like twelve or ten, sure. and then yeah. all through high school. And I love to I took I kind of embraced the arts generally throughout my youth, and. From that, you know, like I was in bands and then we wanted to have music videos. And so like, I was like, I love, I love playing with cameras when I was younger. So it's like, Mm -hmm. we'll film music videos. And then I like to design stuff and then it just kind of snowballed. And then I figured design is the most marketable career out of all those because design drives sales, sales, make money. I can make money from that money. (laughs) (laughs) So that was kind of the. That was kind of the path that that got me where I am, and I don't know if it was really a super uh, heartfelt decision, but it just felt totally natural. It, and I don't think a lot a lot of people don't ever get this feeling, but it was just like that is that's what I'm doing. No. I'm going straight into design, and I can do that, I guess. No, like I said, it's it's cool that you find that groove, and I still feel shocked when I meet or interact with people that do a normal nine to five, and they feel that's what they wanted to do. Um, like my brother, he is in sales; he's in car sales. He works for um, our uh, VW dealership here in in, in Pretoria, or and actually in Mainland. But um, that's what he's good at. He, that's what he does. He enjoys it. He, like I said, everyone complains about the job, even if you do what you love you still have those bad days but it's cool that you i'm starting to see it more and more where younger our generation of people find that groove from the start they might do a nine to five but then they actually enjoy it and but the only thing that i'm scared of is will you still enjoy you enjoying it now 20 30s you are cool it's lacquer but then will you enjoy it when you're 40 50 years old and about to retire and you've been doing this for how many years and um when I realized I enjoy photography that to that extent is is basically when I went on a shoot and I got sunburned and it was hectic hot and I was dehydrated because I didn't yeah, any like it was horrible. But at the end of the day, when I click upload, I had a smile on my face and I thought, okay, cool. This is this is the feeling that I want to get at the end of the day. I don't want to drive home, sit in traffic, and then it's like, fuck this all and and, and just I think that's when you find. I think that, that, like I said, you find the design and you feel, but this is where I need to go. This is what I enjoy. This is what I like. And this is what my story is. Yeah. You know, I, it's really comforting for me to not have to waste my emotional, uh, I don't know, uneasiness trying to figure out what I want. Cause I was really yeah. lucky. And, yeah. But, but I will say that um, I've met a lot of people and knowing what you want to do is not yeah. typical. And I think that culture is culture is driving people like to to like figure out what you want to do and do it and do it Mm -hmm. well. But exactly. Can't even get past the first step of figuring out what they want into their mid 30s, even into their 40s. And I think that people need permission from everyone. They they need to be given permission to explore everything and not be so 
pressured to commit because we're not, we're human. Like we're animals running around a jungle that we built, you know, it's like making, (laughs) making everyone feel guilty for not knowing what the hell we're supposed to do in this madhouse. Like that's not fair to culture. And Mm. we're just making people miserable. That's what makes people miserable. It's like nine to five, pay your bills. You get six days off a year or some lame low number. And it's yeah. like, and then on Christmas you buy, spend all your money on buying shit, and then start the year over again, or something exactly. dumb like that. It's like, mm-hmm. what if we didn't have to do any of that? You know, exactly, exactly. So you can just explore your whole life and and try things out, and that's mm-hmm. what's that. What sucks is that life is so expensive that you have to pay for it somehow. And exactly, so if you're exploring yeah. and spending a lot yeah. of time, you might not be able to afford mm-hmm. to. I don't know the niceties in life. Yeah, it's like uh, um, you see these guys uh, and on Instagram and YouTube that do van life. They like stay in their van and whatever. And then it's like, yes, I, I, I would, I would like any do anything to do that. And it's like you actually can. Like I said, you can leave your job. Like you can stop paying your rent. That's taking up eighty percent of your salary because you want to buy this big house, and you can pay off a van. And then, but remember, he lives in a van. It's like I said, there's no. Yeah bringing your mates over to your place and chilling there or having a braai or doing anything of that nature it's a van and that's his life that he, that's he want, what he wants to do and remember, like I said then when, when that kind of logic put it in logic sense it's like oh okay yeah, cool yeah I would miss this and I would miss this and then it doesn't make that many much sense but like I said remember that that's what that guy gives up he gives up his his niceties and the fancy stuff in life to be able to get that freedom and and I think that's the the thing that people don't always see people and the thing that um, people always don't realize with all these vloggers and travel stuff and that like I said they have to hustle their ass off to 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 afford a plane ticket to get somewhere. There's this guy I follow on on or yeah subscribe to his channel on YouTube. He did a travel vlog and that, but his thing was what you would actually enjoy is to uh, he shows what he has to do to. Uh, to do this travel life because he slept in an airport i think it was 23 days over christmas he slept in an airport and oh my God. What, yeah and because and, he didn't have like the, the the jobs that he did um they didn't pay him uh, soon enough so he could buy a ticket to go out so every day he was checking his account using the wi-fi in the airport to, to go online charging at random plugs in the airport to charge his stuff he scored try scored free coffee and stuff because he didn't have any money he's like he actually said in the one part of the video I have like $10 left in my account or some crazy number like that and he said oh, I've got this left and then all of a sudden you see him smiling and happy it's like okay, cool this customer made a payment but it's still not enough for a ticket but now he can buy food and he can go and shower yeah. and it's like oh my oh, God. and I said that's the lifestyle that's the I'm a travel vlogger lifestyle and people don't see that people don't see him um, offering his creative services in a hostel and sleeping on this or actually doing laundry and stuff at the at the place that he's sleeping to afford to stay there and uh, i think that's the the the, the the side that people don't always see. People are so easy to complain about this, but when they actually see the hard work and stuff that goes behind it, they, they kind of frown upon it. It's like, okay, no, it's not what I thought. It's not this nice blue and teal selfies that I'm taking on the beach all the time. They don't see the background of that. Yeah, yeah that's incredible. I would love... <laughs> I would love to 
find out who that is and watch that. I'll, I'll, send, that, the that, I'll send the link to his okay. channel. It's quite cool. Awesome. There is a, there's another guy. Um, his channel is under Stray Bob. And this guy, he blew up on, on Reddit over Christmas. Um, but he, what he did is, and I've been trying to get an interview with him, and he, is, uh, he seems busy. But he, he was in China, and he decided he was going to uh, hitchhike all the way back to London sure, okay. from China. And so he was going across the Middle East pretty much, but like mm-hmm. up and over and then up, like back up to the UK. And it was kind of incredible because his trip was, was kind of boring and lonely. And, and he had to like try, he re- kind of ran out of money. So he had to talk to these people from a different culture. And yeah. it was super, ins- it's so inspiring because his gear is not that it's not incredible and he's just yeah. doing it to document this this incredible rough trip where he sits on the side of a, the road for eight hours yeah. and then camps <laughs> like in this little tent it was kind yeah. of incredible but uh that's another that's a guy that i really like watching his videos yeah like so i think i think that's what um we're attracted to as soon as you find that substance in the piece person's content that i think that's the, what the, what i think the whole theme of this interview now would be is the is finding that's being firstly being authentic to yourself and um not trying to because um you were saying you get called out being um like um, what do you call it like using someone else's transitions or trying to be someone else but we get inspired by those people it's um, it's a kind of thing like steal like an artist or so you you kind of grab wherever you can and use people as inspiration because so like I said uh, most of the transitions and the zoom effects and all that stuff that's all being done someone else has already done that and created videos of that nature and now you just need to like i said find it's it's cool in the beginning to it's like oh i used peter mckinnon's presets or i used his lats or whatever but you need to get to a point where you create your own and uh, have the self-worth or not the self-worth but like i said the the experience to you or the confidence to put out your own lats and like I said not even having to sell that just you know this is my look i created that that's not peter mckinnon's look or jesse's look or nick's look that's what i do and i think that's the problem because the other day i actually had one of the best compliments that i ever could have gotten on my instagram feed the one guy said to me dude the look on your instagram like the the colors and stuff is so unique i don't see it anywhere else on on instagram and i said wow that's pretty cool coming from another creative another photographer saying that okay my you can't i'd say okay kevin got his photos from that guy or he's got his look and feel from this mm-hmm. guy that's that's because that's my inexperience on lightroom playing it's like this looks good and so moving and finding it's like okay, i like this and it's like this is my look yeah. this is what i like so and then eventually and eventually like i said you start to get recognition and i think people because uh, how long have you now been doing the creative side it's like how long have you been doing the so like from the, the the company and then you're actually taking your YouTube and, and, and Instagram seriously. So we we started, I left advertising in 2000, early 2017. So it's been like yeah. a little over two years that we've been doing our own company. And yeah. we actually recently were kind of tapering off and doing something different, but yeah. it's still the same basically. But then right around that time is when I committed to making videos. Yeah. Um, I, you know, when I'm working for my own space, it's like I have more time. Yeah. I figured that I'd start like hustling and filming and then exactly. trying to hustle my film and photography. So 
<laughs> no, but I think that's that's what people then see. It's like two years of commitment of doing it and every day creating an Instagram story, adding that production value, like, like reaching out to people, hustling every single day for two years. And I was actually had this realization of this morning, I'm driving, driving to work, um, thinking of the whole 10,000 hour thing. I think Ma- Malcolm Gladwell said, if you want to do something for 10,000 hours. And my brain exploded when I think, okay, cool. If I do photography for an hour every day, I'll, it's going to take me years to master it according to his standards. And I think people say that for some, I was listening to a podcast um, called The Visual Revolution. And um, they were saying, it's like, okay, you need that 10,000 hours. And this guy's, yeah, I've been doing this for 20 years. And it's like, I've only been taking photos for maybe a year now. And I'm like, I'm feeling frustrated that I'm not getting anywhere. This guy's been doing it for 20 years. And now he's reached the apex of doing these shows and whatever that he, that he can. And do and I think okay, people don't see that people want to be famous now they want to have a million subs now and they don't see the groundwork of actually working and and, and putting in the hustle every day because like when I first told people at my 9 to 5 I work from my shift is from 7 to 4 and then I have about an hour let's say hour at most commute home and then I worked until 1 o'clock in the morning and then 6 o'clock I'm back at the office and so like, you insane I said well that's what it takes to because I don't have any other time I can't do it doing office hours I need to do it after hours and they said look when do you sleep it's like well there's that four hours before (laughs) before the light starts getting through and then you have to go to the office again and they said oh but I won't be able to do that they said well that's then you you can't hate on me because you're not getting anywhere with your ventures because you're not putting in the time totally that and people don't people don't sometimes understand that that the reason that they're dissatisfied with their life is because they're unwilling to do something they've they've not done before. Yeah. Yeah. It's like what's what's better, like you know, sleeping eight mm. nine hours a night and being yeah. unhappy, or yeah. cutting down to four or five maybe six hours of sleep yeah. and and just focusing you know if you focus 100%. your effort you, and there's yeah. a, there's a quote that says like if you if you want something you've never had before you're going to have to do something that you've never done you know like that's, it's just like yeah. hits you right in the chest it's like well mm-hmm. if you're failing and you're unhappy with your lack of progress yeah. the only person that you can blame is yourself exactly and, and making yeah. excuses and complaining and all of that shit is a virus for mm. creators because complaining is addictive as we all know 100%. from bad work environments yeah, it's like that's, yeah. that's just people it's a circle jerk of misery where 100%. you just everyone convinces everyone that well everyone's unhappy so now let's just complain mm. about it. it's like no 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 stop yeah. that shit focus mm. on what you want and cut out the rest like you don't need to go exactly. out with friends if they're just those people that complain and are negative and are making no 100%. progress it's like Build, build I think a that, community. Yeah, 100%. Looks like that's why I value my my friends and my girlfriend and that so much in, because they are the people that inspire me. If I go to my uh, friend, uh, like I said, if now this weekend, I'm going to go to my mate Wenzel and we're going to sit and chat and chill and we will complain, but we won't discourage each other from, from if any, any of our friends in our circle achieve something or we 
always like extremely happy for that person. We don't like this. It's like, oh, screw that. I, I deserve that more. I work harder than him, whatever. We also just positive in that. Uh, a, a stupid example is um, in we, South Africa, we're about to prepare now for the World Cup and rugby and so on. And um, they released the new jerseys. And I'm so excited. I, I put it up and I was in the, at the office, like everyone went for a smoke break and I came with them. And I said, look, cool. Look at the new jerseys. And then, like, everyone said, yeah, yeah, wow, it looks cool. And one fucking idiot says, yeah, but it'll probably cost thousands of rands to 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 buy those jerseys. And everyone and immediately everyone said, yeah, fuck them. Well, probably I counted for jersey. And everyone started going negative with one idiot that mentioned the bad aspect of this whole thing and then everyone got negative and I said I can't deal with that. It's like I said I, I, I don't go outside on smoke breaks at, at, at our office and that because that's where that circle jerk happens where everyone and then Warren comes in and I'm like fuck this place fuck this place and then they're so unhappy and I said I can't do that. I can't do that. I'd rather go on Instagram and watch one of Nick's videos and say cool he's hustling let me do also do something and then fuck it and then I feel yeah, better man. about better about that and Stupid thing like um, I always had this excuse. No, 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 no. I'm. Uh, I don't have time to to exercise. And um, last week Friday, I said, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna go run." And I just ran two k's. That's about just under two miles. Um, and I said, and it took me about ten minutes. And I said, "Do I really? Don't I have ten minutes to just go jog?" And, and after that, I feel so much better. And I said, "But Kevin, you've been lying to yourself this whole fucking time." And uh, you know, I don't have a time for exercise. Oh, you don't have ten minutes. You're gonna sit and watch fucking netflix for for three hours but you don't have 10 minutes out of that to go and exercise and i said cool so it's i think it's ourselves lying to ourselves and con- trying to convince ourselves that it's not our fault that we're not getting anywhere and that's it's a yeah, sad yeah. sad thing it is there's a book by mel robbins she wrote a mm. book called the five second rule which mm. i i read a little while ago and it's really incredible because what it is is it's taking those micro moments we have hundreds yeah. of them a day like yeah. working out the, one of the most universal issues that yeah. we all make excuses for. Exactly. Yeah. It's like <laughs> right at that moment, you're like, I wish, or in the morning you get up and like, mm. I wish I would go work out. Mm. And then all of a sudden it takes a second for you to start making excuses. Exactly. And she wrote this book called, called the five second rule. And it's about yeah. in those five seconds, you can convince yourself not to do anything. Mm. But if you, acknowledge that five seconds that you have you can actually take charge of it and do everything like you can go like like you did it's like i'm Mm -hmm. just gonna do it in that moment you have you're like netflix is over here i'm too busy and you lean over to your computer and you watch netflix doing nothing (laughs) but exactly control it you can you can just push yourself to to make progress in that way because i i I fell in that trap of the last two days now because um, this weekend I hurt my shoulder. I had like injured my collarbone a long time ago in a car accident, and um, I drove home and I rode home on my bike. And I get here and I was like, "Yes, my arm sore. I don't think I'm going to go and run today." And like now, I said, "Yeah, you know what? I have this interview with Nick, so it's fine. I'll run. I'll run tomorrow." And then that gets extended, and then if I say again, "Okay, cool," weeks passed, and I haven't ran anyway so i think you, you we so lucky i think i do need to read that book i need to edit an audible and just listen to it um but it's such an excuse and that's another thing about reading it's such a cliche topic but people say they don't have time reading i say well i have two hours that i ride to work on my bike every day and that's two hours you, the amount of reading you can do in two hours or listening to an audiobook is insane i'm flying through books i'm actually because you get one free book with your um with the uh, 
Audible subscription and I've bought new books because I'm running out of books. I listen to podcasts and I listen to books and, and now I'm telling people, but you don't have an excuse. You all commute to work. You all travel at least an hour to work. So there's two hours there that you can listen to books and it's like, and then you can see that five second going, okay, excuse, give me excuse. Come on. <laughs> yeah. And the people are digging for it. Well, yeah. well, I, yeah. I, don't, I can't. Yeah. It's exactly. like, dude, just yeah. stop. It's like cut, cut out the excuses of your life and you'll, I don't know, you'll see a lot more. You probably have more time because yeah. when you're not, when you're making excuses, you're wasting the time that you have and you're wasting your time that you could be exercising, reading books with doing nothing or just, mm-hmm. <laughs> just existing. But yeah, Audible, uh, this is sponsored by Audible. <laughs> Hopefully someday. <laughs> yeah, cool. But dude, like I said, it was really interesting talking to you. And like I said, I, I've just like this is another example of me so claiming, yeah, but I don't have people to interview on my podcast. And I said, but I've got I listen to so many people, watch so many people on Instagram. Why don't just reach out to them and ask them if they want to be on this podcast? And yeah, here we are. We're sitting recording another yeah. episode, number seven actually. <laughs> so thanks very much for your time. Um, thanks for taking up your morning to sit and chat for an hour now um, almost um, about just your journey and being authentic and not complaining and bitching and stuff like that so it's, it's, yeah, it, was cool. it was cool it was great thank you for having me man I really appreciate uh, yeah you give me the time no, awesome, awesome. Like, like I said, looking forward to to, um, like to watching more of your stuff. And just a quick, um, if anyone wants to find you, um, just plug your social media, where they can reach you and stuff like that. So if anyone listening wants to follow Nick, where they can reach you. Yeah, you can find me at uh, on Instagram at, at Nick Wichman, N-I-C-K-W-I-C-H-M-A-N, or YouTube.com slash Nick Witchman, same spelling, or you can go to my website, nickwitchman.com, N I C K W I C H M A N. Awesome. Awesome. Easy. So, yeah, give Nick a follow and watch his content. Like I said, like I, said I, I was inspired by him uh, doing his Instagram stories and all that. It's really cool. And once again, thanks for your time, man. It was really cool yeah, sitting down and you, chatting to you. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to listening to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dope. Cool. Have a good one, man. Awesome. So thank you very much for listening to this interview, the podcast I had with Nick Witchman. I enjoyed it. Thoroughly talking to another creative like myself, um, the guy that's making it in the whole creative space. If you did enjoy the interview, please hit that subscribe button. Follow us for more episodes. And um, once again, thanks for listening to episode number seven of Disruptive Intent.